6 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and in Malaysia, it's 1953. I'm Jay Sheldon. I'm not, as always, wearing pants. Happy Wednesday. It is the middle of the week. Hump day as we get prepared to slide not just into the weekend, but to slide into 2022. This is our last show of 2021 because we're Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. And by the time you see me again next time, it'll be a brand new year. So, yeah, this is it. 157 shows we have done so far. Wow. Damn, that's a lot. That's a lot. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, what a ride. Thank you, by the way, that, for all your subscriptions, your likes, your subscriptions, your subscribe button. You hit that. Uh, we've grown exponentially, whatever that word means. But we've grown a lot in the last year or two. Uh, we've been doing this uh, over a year now. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, we uh, we occasionally get mildly controversial. I have strong opinions about a bunch of stuff, and uh, some of them I'm allowed to talk about, and some of them I'm not. So there you go. It kills me that I can't, but one day maybe. And uh, other than that, we just share all the weird and wacky, strange stuff we find on the internet. Some of it heartwarming, some of it makes you just say, what the, huh? And uh, yeah, and our video live, which goes out three days a week, as we said, 10 o'clock Malaysian time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can watch the replay anytime you want. You can go back and see all 157 shows. They're all on YouTube and uh, just search Jay Sheldon or Jay Sheldon Malaysia. There's a link usually in the show notes in the uh, description. Look for this logo right there. And uh, that's us. Just hit the subscribe button. You can browse through all the past shows. Some of them are very wacky and some of them are frankly very boring. But that it is what it is, all right? Um, and of course, the audio part of our show is a podcast. We put out our podcast. We started doing that a long time ago. And we're on all the platforms. We just got on Radio Public. We're on Stitcher, Google Podcast, Apple, iTunes, whatever it is, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, of course. And right off the top of the show, finally, not late for once, it's Invis Toby. <laughs> hey, all right. Before you start, start this on time. <laughs> it is good, Invis Toby, and it is good to see you again. It's been a very long time. Thanks for popping in. Oh, you had the day off. Nice. Very nice. All right. Um, I've got the multi-stream chat running, so I should be able to see if you chat on Twitch or Facebook or YouTube or uh, Rumble, wherever you're chatting, we are live on all four platforms right now, live across the planet. And uh, and hopefully I can see your chats. So, um, okay, it's time to bring you a little update on this little girl. Miko update. <laughs> oh, my 
the little Miko. Yeah, she's great, doing well, goes for two walks a day now. Uh, she got a brand new toy, and uh, she's beside herself. She absolutely loves the thing. Every time she gets a new toy, it becomes her new favorite. And then she plays with nothing else but that until we get her another one, and that becomes her new favorite. And her best part of all the toys are the squeaky parts. So if it squeaks, she loves it. Uh, but she's doing well, eating us out of house and home, and uh, healthy, growing. We haven't weighed her lately. We need to weigh Miko, because the last time we checked, she was just at or over 11 kilos. And for a female Shiba Inu, that's pretty heavy. She's not fat at all. She is nowhere near fat. In fact, we shared this on our, uh, on. oh, I don't want that one. I want, that's me. I want to see Miko. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we shared this on our last stream. Uh, you can't really see her body there, but you can see her adorable face. Just a nice, cute close-up. In fact, there you go. You see, she's not fat. Not at all. She's rock solid at 11 plus kilos. So, uh, yeah, she's uh, she's doing amazingly well, and uh, we love her to death. We're thinking about taking her on a very long car trip. Mm, Chinese New Year's coming up. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. She loves car trips. Her favorite thing is going on car rides. Uh, usually because it means we're going to a dog park and she knows what's at the other end of the ride. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see whether we whether we get there or not or whether we think she could tolerate it. <laughs> All right, we started off uh, with the headline tonight, Alexa is trying to kill you. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. That's not a joke. This story was in uh, the BBC. Well, you know, the BBC, not that it's the most trustworthy site on the planet. In fact, it's usually about as trustworthy as the New York Times, which is not. But this story appeared, and uh, wow, the link is in our description in the show notes tonight. Amazon has updated its Alexa voice assist after it challenged a 10-year-old girl to touch a coin to the prongs of a halfway inserted electrical plug. What? Seriously? Look, I have an Amazon Alexa. I run my house with it. In fact, I've got two. I've got an Alexa downstairs, and in the bedroom I have a uh, Alexa sh show, which includes a video screen. So you can watch videos and display pictures. It does everything Alexa does. But I have it hooked up. I run my lights with it. I run my air con with it. Uh, it plays podcasts. It plays from Spotify or uh, wherever I have it set up. So, yeah, I, I love voice-activated stuff. It's very cool. But uh, there is a game you can play on Alexa called a challenge. And the suggestion came... This dangerous, ridiculous suggestion came after uh, the girl asked Alexa for a challenge to do. Like, you know, it would say, Alexa, give me a challenge. Sorry, I hope I didn't just make your Alexa go off. But anyway, the Alexa answered, 
plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet and then touch a penny to the exposed prongs. What? You know, you take the prongs and you stick it halfway so they're still partly exposed into the socket. And then you touch it. You're going to get zapped. Are you nuts? This is a 10-year-old girl. Amazon said it has fixed the error as soon as it became aware of it. The girl's mother, Kristen Livdahl, described the incident in a Twitter post. She said, we were doing some physical challenges, like laying down and rolling over, holding a shoe on your foot uh, from physical education teacher on YouTube. Uh, Bad weather outside. She just wanted to get to another challenge. And that's when the Echo speaker suggested taking part in the challenge it had found on the web. Because, you know, a lot of what Alexa does, if you say, you know, tell me when was the War of 1812, it will go out to the web and search this stuff. So it just goes out and grabs, yeah, you're right, Invis Toby, just grabs random stuff and puts it out there. But as you know, the internet is full of random garbage. In fact, it's getting to the point where 51% of it is random garbage. Um, And uh, it said it had found it on the web. The dangerous activity known as the penny challenge has been circulating on TikTok, you know, the home of all that ridiculous... Uh, Folks, please get off TikTok I know it's popular. I know it's cute. You show your little psycho dance moves and, you know, you put all the visual effects in there and everything. But trust me, have you literally, have you read the terms of service of TikTok? Please do. Because when I was signing up to go on TikTok, I actually read them. And then I clicked the forget it, go screw yourself button and deleted everything off my phone. If please read at least skim through and read the important parts of the terms of service of TikTok, because if you do, you will delete it also off your phone. I know it's popular, but you will never, ever, hand to God, you will never see me on that platform, ever. They have a right to invade your privacy, to steal your contacts. They can even go in and post for you as if it was you posting And nobody would know the difference. Yes, it says that in the terms. They can add contacts and friends. They can take away friends and subscribers. It's insane. Now, a lot of these platforms, including ones that I'm on, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Rumble, not so much. Rumble's all about free speech, whatever side you're on. But TikTok in particular is horrifically bad as far as invading your privacy, digging through your information, and controlling your information. And I cannot say in strong enough terms that you should not be on TikTok. I know I'm a 60-something-year-old boomer, but I keep up with tech. I keep up with what's happening out there every single moment of every day. And I'm telling you, get off TikTok. Don't join, Toby says, just watch the good videos. Others, that find others uh, making chocolate cake with potatoes. Blech. <laughs> yeah, okay, if you say so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the problem. The TNC are so long, you know, too long, didn't read, click. 
But seriously, you need to read some of these terms and conditions and see what kind of control they have over your personal information and what they can do in your name. It is scary as hell. Anyway, they fixed this problem. Uh, metals conduct electricity, duh. And inserting them into live electrical sockets can cause electrical shocks in addition to fire, death, and other damages. If that isn't enough for you. So seriously, you know, I, you know, I have two Echoes. I use them. They run a lot of the stuff in my house. But um, you really, especially, especially when it comes to kids, if you have kids, please be careful with that stuff because it's, it's not to be trifled with. Uh, it can get, again, not Amazon or Alexa's fault. It just went out and randomly found stuff from the net. But you've got to keep an eye on your kids when they're dealing with technology. I know, I sound like a 60-something-year-old boomer, because I am. But in some cases, you need to listen to it. All right. What else we got? Uh, I had so much crap to share tonight. By the way, we're going to get to our new book coming up in just a little bit. You know what? It's in the show notes, but I'm, I'm not going to... Okay, maybe we will. <laughs> um, Non-sexual life advice. I thought this was really cool. Uh, kids who are still learning and being taught it's no good compared to adults and teens who are just being stupid. Yes, thank you, Toby. You're right. Um, all right. I, th this is rather interesting, actually. It's It's been posted by... It's a, a public post, so I'm not doing... You know, it's all public. Uh, by Bisma... Divyanata, and uh, it's little pieces of, of advice uh, that I really, th it really hit home. There's a lot of these that are quite good. You'll find the link in the show notes if you want to go through and check them all. Don't spend so much time trying to be more physically attractive just to try and impress your crush, rather than making yourself mentally attractive. Educate yourself. Address your recurring toxic thoughts, deal with your insecurities, and learn to be happy on your own. That's attractive. How true is that? Mm. Normalize, I love this one, because this is one I have an issue with. Normalize saying no, without needing to over-explain yourself. If someone's offended by your boundaries, well, that's their problem not yours. The best weight you will ever lose is the weight of other people's opinion of you. Get used to, rehearse, practice, try it. If you're like me and you're not comfortable saying no, try it and get used to the feeling. You'll find not all bad things happen when you just simply say no without over-explaining why no. Just no. Don't subscribe to other people's definition of fun. I'm not going to go through all these. You can check them all out in our show notes tonight. But fun doesn't have to mean drinking, partying, and socializing. Fun can be a night alone, getting lost in a book, deep conversation, a, a walk, creating art, playing music, doing your work. Fun is yours and you get to define 
what your fun is. Very nice advice. There is a bunch of these. Yes. Yay, Mike. Mike Whitaker. Hey. <laughs> Great to see you in the stream tonight. Hello there. All right. Nice to have you along for the ride. Thanks for popping in. Yeah, these are great, Mike. Uh, check them out. I put the link in our show notes tonight. So if you want to see all of them, just head down there and check them out and scroll through. They're really, really well done. And I, I loved this when I saw it. I just had to share that. So very cool. All right. What else we got going on? What are we doing? Ew. All right, this one I am going to say, yes, <laughs> Mike Whitaker. It's been like a million years. I can, are you still with the ESPN? I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. All right. <laughs> I'll, wait till, I'll, I'll wait till you get an answer. I know there's a delay because of the lag, so uh, systems don't, uh, don't always catch up right away. So anyway, Mike is an old friend from Torrington, Connecticut, where I li uh, was in radio for many, many years. 18 years you've been with ESPN. What? Yes, folks. This is the same Mike Whitaker you see on ESPN. Congratulations. I am so proud of you. And I, I get to say I knew you when, because uh, I remember those first days when you showed up on my, uh, on my radio show. And uh, look, at, look at where you've gone. Uh, fantastic. Great to see you and great to hear from you, Mike. All right, this is a link. The link is in the show notes, but I'm not going to talk about it tonight. But um, I'll just read you the headline because it's interesting. You'll want to check it out. NASA is consulting 24 theologians on aliens to discuss how you and I would cope with such a discovery. You see how they're slowly leaking this stuff out there? They're slowly coming around and telling us what we tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists have always known. There's going to come a day, and I hope I live long enough to see it, where the truth comes out. And we're all going to be amazed. I'm not so sure I agree with the idea that NASA should be consulting theologians, but, I mean, I am a basic non-believer. I'm pretty much an agnostic when it comes to my religious beliefs. You do you, I do me. Don't care what you believe. You shouldn't care what I believe. If it, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. But don't make me walk in your shoes. Basically, that's where I'm at. So, anyway, acknowledging there are a great number of people who do believe in a religion, uh, maybe not a bad idea because if you think about it, I don't know how they're going to wind up twisting this one because if suddenly we realize there are other people on other planets living other lives, uh, what happens to your good book? Could be a little bit of a problem. Anyway, that's one of the reasons why NASA has called in these theologians to discuss how the public would deal with the knowledge that there are other life forms on other planets, perhaps in some cases advanced ones. Uh, and Viz Toby says, then they'd be angry people, people who are, uh, people who are dude, leave them alone. <laughs> oh, dude, they just changed it or make it fit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so that's, uh, that we'll discuss that a little more in an upcoming show. I don't want to take a whole bunch of time to spend on it tonight, but uh, there you go. There is something kind of important though. I do want to get to, uh, and that is disposing of drugs. What? Disposing of drugs? Who wastes drugs? 
Yes! <laughs> well, we don't want to do that, huh? Speaking of drugs, I need more caffeine. And yes, that is a Miko mug. You see our show logo on the back? Miko on the front. And you can pick one up at twitch.tv under the merchandise page if you want to. Mouse pads, t-shirts, ball caps, hoodies, Miko mugs. Miko merch on twitch.tv. Jay Sheldon, no pants. Anyway, um, it's important to discard medicines properly. Because in addition to so much other crap we throw down the drain, it has a big effect on the uh, environment. And no one usually thinks about that. You have old or expired medicine, or maybe you didn't finish all your medicine, although you're supposed to, unless the doctor tells you otherwise, finish all your medicine. But uh, this from uh, therockyachtpost.com here in Malaysia, this article, and quite a good one too. Um, it's an article that tells us how to discard drugs properly. I'm not talking about cocaine, methamphetamine, all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. This kind of stuff, all right? Uh, so anyway, they, they, uh, pharmacist Sean Liu uh, shared on Facebook a piece of good advice on how to properly dispose of medicines without harming both you and the environment. Yeah, even if empty, we take it back to the chemist. Really? I didn't know you could do that. That's odd. Okay, so once we get through all the shoppy ads, my God, look, will you look at this? This is ridiculous. Come on, Rock Out Post. How many clickbait things you want there? Anyway, before he learned about medicines, this Sean fellow also disposed of unused medicines by throwing them in the dustbin or flushing them down the toilet or the sink. Turns out, eh, wrong idea. Uh, medicines that are not disposed of properly can harm the environment. For example, Hormone medications that are flushed to the rivers could affect marine lives. True, huh? Didn't think about that. Antibiotic pollution can breed antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Hmm. Also the possibility that the medicinal wastes in the water get recycled back into our daily drinking water. So think about that. You're drinking the neighbor's uh, meds. Safe disposal ensures that uh, medicines may or may not be expired and they aren't misused by others. Uh, how do we do it? How do we do it? Safe medication disposal campaign at, at this pharmacy where he is. Great idea. Uh, anybody can walk in, you don't have to be a customer necessarily, and throw your unwanted medicines for free in the unwanted medication disposal bins. Uh, it's the Alpro, A-L-P-R-O, pharmacy outlets. Good job, Alpro. Uh, he added the medicines will not be donated or reused in any way. They'll be sent to a licensed and trusted waste management company that will incinerate and bury the waste. Uh, maybe not the best idea, but okay. And uh, the cost of the disposal is being absorbed by the pharmacy. So good job, Sean. Nice. Very cool. Do think about that because... Uh, yeah, it's um, it's something we do, you know we I'll admit it I've done it myself I've had used meds or expired meds and I just threw them in and hit the handle. Yeah, uh, there's another one that I will not talk about tonight. We'll pick it up on another show, but you will not believe what the IRS says people have to declare as income. Trust me, you're going to want to know about this. We'll save this one for another show. But uh, yeah, it's in the show notes tonight if you want to read the uh, read the article. 
All right. And finally, before we get to our book, we have all been a victim of these online shopping scams. Uh, you see a picture of something, you think you're going to get one thing, you get it, and it turns out to be something completely different. We have one, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because everybody knows it. It's called Wish. Wish.com is notorious. And you see them advertised everywhere. Um, I use Shopee, Lazada, uh, both I've had wonderful luck with. And as a matter of fact, you see, I've got new headphones tonight. Did you see this? Check these out. These are some very nice, uber expensive um, headphones that I, I got locally. I always shop locally here in Malaysia. But I got them through, uh, was it Shopee or Lazada? I think it was Shopee. Um, got a nice deal on them. They are fantastic. I love them. As you know, my old headphones had a bit of a wiring problem. These are great. Absolutely great. Closed back, nice pro headphones. I've been in headphones for 40 over years now between radio and everything else. And uh, yeah, so anyway, these are really nice. Got them. So we've all seen the scams. You order one thing, you get something else. <coughs> Excuse me. And so this uh, earthwonders.co links in the show notes, put this article together. It's fantastic. It's, this is what I... Th- I saw and I ordered, and this is what I got. So there you go. The picture on the right is the picture from the ordering place, and this is what she wound up getting. Uh, This list just goes on and on. Here is what I ordered. Again, I'm sorry if you're listening to the podcast. Please go to rumble.com, Jay Sheldon, no pants, or just Jay Sheldon. Look for the uh, logo here and check the video because you've, got to see some of this stuff this is what they ordered and this is what they got this just goes on and on and on here you go what i paid for for 40 usd what i got for one usd oh my god (laughs) man how do these companies keep getting away with this oof is right toby (laughs) um there's what they ordered, a mug with some sort of weird construction thing. And when they got the mug, it was a mug with a picture of the mug on it. Very nice. Ah, very nice. An Elmo cake. You'll see the Elmo cake as advertised. Oh, a mole miner. Okay, thanks, Toby. Uh, you'll see the Elmo cake as advertised here on the left. <laughs> and on the right is what they got. Uh, not really, Elmo. <laughs> Man, incredible. Okay, here's a beauty. Bought this during quarantine for 60 bucks. Stoked to get my hand on one since they were sold out everywhere. Look at this. Nice family of four here. Mom, dad, likely, and a, a couple of kids in their little inflatable pool. And here... It's what they got. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, this list goes on and on. You you gotta check it out. Uh, Check out the link in our show notes tonight and you'll see more of those. There's a whole bunch more posted in the article from uh, (laughs) earthwonders.co. Oh, man. It, you know... In the cases where you don't get 
what you paid for. <laughs> Man. Uh, still looking uh, good quality despite the size. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Uh, all right, let's see. You know what? I'm looking at our rumble feed right now, and we're frozen. I don't know why it's rumble. So if the feed looks like crap on rumble afterwards, I'll re-upload a new version because I, I can also do that on our rumble channel. So it looks to me as if we might be frozen. We'll see whether or not we are or not. Anyway, enough about that. Okay, what else are we doing? Uh, we are going to get to our book. Yeah, we started a new book here on uh, Not Wearing Pants, and uh, we read books. We read classic books. They're from the Gutenberg Project, gutenberg.org. And the last part of our show, we've done this from the very beginning, 157 shows ago, uh, we include a uh, classic book. We've done The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, uh, The Little Prince, Peter Pan, Velveteen Rabbit, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, we just finished uh, Truman Capote's uh, Christmas Memory. And uh, we did um, Christmas Carol for the holiday season. And so we've switched gears a little bit and we found Mark Twain. And uh, good old Mark Twain and his amazing book, Tom Sawyer. And uh, just a couple of notes about this uh, particular book. Um, it was first written back in 1876. Uh, some words in the book at the time were appropriate. Today, some consider, most people consider them vulgar. Uh, however, we are reading it as written, the way it was originally written and intended to be read. So um, just warning you, if you are a little snowflakey and you get offended by words, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, Mark Twain do have some words in there that we don't really much use in polite society anymore. But again, please remember this was written in 1876. And so we move on to chapter two of Mark Twain's the Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Saturday morning has come, and all the summer world was bright and fresh and brimming with life. There was a song in every heart, and if the heart was young, the music issued at the lips. There was a cheer in every face and a spring in every step. The locust trees were in bloom, and the fragrance of the blossoms filled the air. Cardiff Hill, beyond the village and above it, was green with vegetation, and it lay just far enough away to seem a delectable land, dreamy, reposeful, and inviting. Tom appeared on the sidewalk with a bucket of whitewash and a long-handled brush. He surveyed the fence, and all gladness left him, and a deep melancholy settled upon his spirit. Thirty yards! of board fence nine feet high. Life to him seemed hollow, and existence but a burden. Sighing, he dipped his brush and passed it along the topmost plank, repeated the operation, did it again, 
compared the insignificant whitewashed streak with the far-reaching continent of unwhitewashed fence and sat down on a tree box discouraged. Jim came skipping out at a gate with a tin pail and singing Buffalo Gals, bringing water from the town, town pump had always been hateful work in Tom's eyes before, but now it didn't strike him so. He remembered that there was company at the pump. White, mulatto, and negro boys and girls were always there waiting their turns, resting, trading playthings, quarreling, fighting, skylarking. He remembered that he, although the pump was only a hundred and fifty yards off, and he remembered that although uh, the pump was only 150 yards off. Jim never got back with a bucket of water in under an hour. And even then, somebody generally had to go after him. Tom said, Say, Jim, I'll fetch the water if you'll whitewash some. Jim shook his head and said, Can't, Mars Tom. Ola missus, she told me I got to go and get this water and not stop fooling round with anybody. She say she specked Mars Tom Gwen to ax me to whitewash. So she told me go long and tend to my own business. She low she'd tend to whitewashing. Oh, you never mind that she said that, Jim. That's the way she always talks. Give me the bucket. I won't be gone a minute and she won't even know. Oh, I dasn't, Mars Tom. Old missus, she taken lard, tar my head off. Deed she would. She? She never licks anybody. Wax him over the head with her thimble, and who cares for that? I'd like to know. She talks awful, but talk don't hurt. Anyways, it don't if she didn't cry, Jim. I'll, I'll give you a marvel. I'll give you a white alley. Jim began to waver. White Alley Jim. And that's a bully law. My, that's a mighty gay marvel, I tell you. But Mars Tom, I, I's powerful afraid old missus. And besides, if you will, I'll show you my sore toe. Jim was only human. And attractions was too much for him. He put down his pail, took the white alley, and bent over the toe with absorbing interest while the bandage was being unwound. In another moment, he was flying down the street with his pail and a tingling rear. Tom was whitewashing with vigor, and Aunt Polly was retiring from the field with a slipper in her hand and triumph in her eye. But Tom's energy didn't last. He began to think of the fun he'd planned for this day, and his sorrows multiplied. Soon the free boys would come tripping along on all sorts of delicious expeditions, and they would make a world of fun of him and having to work, and the very thought of it burned him like fire. He got out of his worldly wealth and examined it, bits of toys, marbles, trash, enough to buy an exchange of work, maybe, but not enough to buy so much as half an hour of pure freedom. So he returned his straightened means to his pocket and gave up on the idea of trying to buy the boys. At this dark and hopeless moment, 
and inspiration bursts upon him. Nothing less than a great, magnificent inspiration. He took up his brush and went tranquilly to work. Ben Rogers hove in sight presently, the very boy of all boys whose ridicule he had been dreading. Ben's gait was the hop, skip, and jump proof, enough that his heart was light and his anticipations high. He was eating an apple, giving a long, melodious whoop at intervals, followed by a deep-toned ding-dong-dong, ding-dong-dong, for he was personating a steamboat. As he drew near, he slackened speed, took the middle of the street, leaned far over to starboard, and rounded to ponderously with the laborious pomp and circumstance, for he was personating the big Missouri, and considered himself to be drawing nine feet of water. He was boat and captain and engine bells all combined so he had to imagine himself standing on his own hurricane deck, giving the orders and executing them. Stop her, sir, ting-a-ling-ling! The headway ran almost out, and he drew up slowly towards the sidewalk. Ship up to back, ting-a-ling-ling! His arms straightened and stiffened down his sides. Set her back to the starboard! Ting-a-ling-ling, chow, 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 his right hand meaning time, describing stately circles, for it was representing a 40-foot wheel. Let her go back on the labbard. Ting-a-ling, chow, chow, the left hand began to describe circles. Stop the stabbard, ting-a-ling, stop the labbard. Come ahead on the stabbard, stop her. Let your outside turn over slow. Chow, tingling, get that headline. Lively now. Come on with your spring line. What are you about there? Take a turn round that stump with the blight of it. Stand by that stage now. Let her go. Done with the engine, sir. Tingling. Chit, 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 trying the gauge cocks. Tom went on whitewashing paid no attention to the steamboat. Ben stared a moment and then said, Hi, you're a stump, aren't you? No answer. Tom surveyed his last touch with the eye of an artist. Then he gave his brush another gentle sweep and surveyed the results as before. Ben ranged up alongside of him. Tom's mouth watered for the apple. But he stuck to his work. And Ben said, Hey, old chap, you got to work, eh? Tom wheeled suddenly and said, Oh, why, it's you, Ben. I weren't noticing. Say, I'm going to swimming, I am. Don't you wish you could? But of course, you'd rather work, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Tom contemplated the boy a bit, and said, What do you call work? Why, ain't that work? Tom resumed his whitewashing and answered carelessly, Well, maybe it is, and maybe it ain't. All I know is, 
it suits Tom Sawyer. Oh, come on now. You don't mean to let on that you like it. The brush continued to move. Like it? Oh, I don't say see why I would not like it. Does a boy get a chance to whitewash a fence every day? That put a thing to a new light. Ben stopped nibbling his apple. Tom swept his brush daintily back and forth, stepped back to note the effect, added a touch here and there, criticized the effect again. Ben watching every move and getting more and more interested and more and more absorbed. And presently he said, "Uh, Say, Tom, let me whitewash a little. Tom considered, was about to consent, but then altered his mind. No, no, I I reckon it wouldn't hardly do, Ben. You see, Aunt Polly's awful particular about this fence. Right here on the street, you know, but if it was the back fence, I I wouldn't mind, and and she wouldn't. Yeah, she's awful particular about this fence. I've got to be, it's got to be done very careful. I reckon there ain't one boy in a thousand maybe 2,000 who could do it the way it's got to be done. No, is that so? Oh, come on now, just just let me try. Only just a little. I'd let you, if you was me, Tom. Ben, I'd like to. Honest engine, but, but Aunt Polly, well, well, Jim wanted to do it, but she wouldn't let him. Sid wanted to do it, she wouldn't let Sid. Now, don't you see how I'm fixed? If you was to tackle this fence and anything happened to it? Ah, shucks. I'd be just as careful. Now, come on, let me try. Say, I'll give you the core of my apple. Well, here. Now, Ben, no, don't. I'm afraid. I'll give you all of it. Tom gave up the brush with reluctance on his face but a lascrity in his heart. And while the late steamer Big Missouri worked and sweated in the sun, the retired artist sat on a barrel in the shade close by, dangled his legs, munched his apple, and planned the slaughter of more innocents. There was no lack of material. Boys happened along every little while, and they came to jeer and remained to whitewash. By the time Ben was fagged out, Tom had traded the next chance to Billy Fisher for a kite. A good repaired kite. When he played out, Johnny Miller bought in for a dead rat and a string to swing it with, and so on and so on, hour after hour, and when in the middle of the afternoon came from being a poor poverty-stricken boy in the morning, Tom was literally rolling in wealth. He had, besides the things mentioned before, twelve marbles, part of a jew harp, a piece of blue bottle glass to look through, a pooled spool cannon, a key that wouldn't unlock anything, a fragment of chalk, a glass stopper of a decanter, a tin soldier, a couple of tadpoles, six firecrackers, a kitten with only one eye, a brass doorknob, a dog collar without the dog, the handle of a knife, four pieces of orange peel, 
and a dilapidated old window sash. He had a good, nice, idle time the whole while, plenty of company, and the fence had three coats of whitewash on it. If he hadn't run out of whitewash, he would have bankrupt every boy in the village. Tom said to himself, it wasn't such a hollow world after all. He discovered a great law of human action without knowing it. Namely, that in order to make a man or a boy covet a thing, it's only necessary to make the thing difficult to attain. If he'd been a great wise philosopher, like the writer of this book, he would now have comprehended that work consists of whatever a body is obliged to do, and that play consists of whatever a body is not obliged to do. And this would help him to consider and understand why constructing artificial flowers or performing on a treadmill is work, while rolling ten pins or climbing Mount Blank is only amusement. There are wealthy gentlemen in England who drive four-horse passenger courses, twenty or thirty miles on a daily line, in the summer, because the privilege cost them considerable money. But if they were offered wages for the service, that would turn it into work, and then they would resign. The boy mused a while over the substantial change which had taken place in his worldly circumstances, and then wended towards headquarters to report. And that's chapter two of Tom Sawyer by the amazing Mark Twain. We will move on to chapter three coming up in our next live show, which will be on Saturday night of next year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what a year it's been. Thank you so much for sticking with me. Thanks for uh, watching in. Hit the subscribe button or the follow button on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, and uh, Twitch.tv. All right, folks. I will see you on Saturday night, 2022. Thank you for everything, mostly for being there. Happy New Year. I'm Jay Sheldon, not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.